Hey, before we get to today's episode of The Mismatch, I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite shows on our network, The Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Our fantasy football experts guide you through each fantasy football season, and last week, they power rank the most stressful players to face in fantasy, as well as offer their Shark Tank-style prop bets for week six. You can find The Ringer Fantasy Football Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Mismatch, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states or 18 plus in D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by USAA Homeowners Insurance. USAA has homeowners insurance that could lead the league in assists. Serving our military veterans and their eligible family members, USAA delivers award-winning service and peace of mind. And if you file a claim, the process is transparent and easy, and you can do it all right in the USAA app. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Tuesday from the ringer.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concer, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin O'Blizzarian, Kevin O'Camera, Kevin O'Conflict, Kevin O'Croissant, Kevin Verno! Today's the day! Today is the day. The NBA season is upon us. We have Brooklyn and Milwaukee tonight. We have Golden State and the Lakers tonight. But before we get into any of that, with the season kicking off tonight... We need to give our predictions for the upcoming season. Don't get mad at our predictions. Now, before we get mad at you, especially get mad at Verna. (laughs) Okay, fine. Get mad at me. Um, (laughs) Before we get into the predictions, yesterday was the last day for contract extensions. It was the (laughs) deadline uh, for the rookie contract extensions. And so we'll just kind of go through these one by one. Of course, we had already had Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Time Lord, uh, and then there were some others that were added to that list. A couple veteran guys getting extensions also. So uh, Malcolm Brogdon, two years, 45 million bucks with the Pacers. I mean, I had literally no reaction to this. Malcolm Brogdon's good. I could see how that is actually, a, <laughs> as long as he doesn't decline, that that's actually a really good value when the cap goes up in a couple that, of years. That, that just about sums it up. Yeah. yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon's good. I don't have any problems. Good, good player. I don't, I, 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 only, I only have problems with guys, as you good know. Player. When you when you pay a lot of money for guys that aren't good, that's typically where I have the problem. Uh, but Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon's but one thing good. to know is is that means he can't be traded this season, though. So he can't be traded this season, which means like he couldn't be included in like some theoretical Ben Simmons thing, as was you know discussed. The recently. Phoenix Suns did not get their deal done with DeAndre Ayton, 
but they did with the guy they really wanted to re-sign, Landry Shamit. <laughs> and Mikel Bridges. Oh, yeah, Mikel Bridges, too. Yes, Four, those two. Four years, $43 million for Landry Shamit, and uh, the DeAndre Ayton extension talks were the talk of the town, and that didn't get done, but they did add Shamit on this deal. Um, Shamit, you know, he played for Brooklyn last year. He made his threes during the regular season, um, though the numbers were a little bit down. Um, playing time dropped when he got to the playoffs, and then by the time it got to the very end, he was he wasn't playing at all. But he's certainly a rotation player in the NBA, and that's a low contract. And so, again, it's not going to elicit all that much reaction. But the, but I do want to know what you think about. Aiton and Robert Sarver uh, not coming to an agreement here. I mean, I mean, we talked about this last week, Chris. I'm in favor of giving DeAndre Aiton the max in some form, whether it's partial guarantee like the Michael Porter Jr. deal we saw with Denver or whether it's fully guaranteed. Aiton has done everything and more that the Suns have asked him to do. He's transformed himself from a shaky defender out of school as the number one pick into a guy who is really high level. On the defensive end of the floor, he's Stop. a great screener. Slow down, great slow down, but, slow down. I mean, slow I mean, down. Not, he, played, he played against a guy that scored fifty. He, he's not <laughs> Rudy. Go, he's not Rudy Gobert. I'm not saying <laughs> he's not Draymond Green. He's not Ben Simmons. He's not like these elite defenders. But I he's really good when when he's the rim protector on a team that gave up fifty to one player with the season on the line. Yeah, that that's complicated. I mean, that's not like what do you mean solely his fault. And also, Giannis is an all time great. Like Giannis, it, it, when it's all said and done in ten years, Giannis could be one of the 10, 15 greatest players to ever play the game. Like, I'm just I, saying, if I'm know, full maxing you, well, and, and and that's what I'm getting to here, Chris, because everybody like you ask any Suns fan right now, any Suns fan this morning, they're pissed off at Robert Sarver. They're pissed off at him. And they're thinking this guy's going to just derail this good thing we have going again. He's just not going to pay Aiton. I'm thinking last night, what if Sarver is the shield? What if Robert Sarver being cheap is actually the shield for a front office wide decision to wait, to wait on Aiton. What if that's the case here where they don't want to pay him that $30 million plus for the next four or five years. And they would instead rather see what it motivated Deandre Aiton can do for another season. Can he do it again the whole year long? Cause think about it, Chris, the concern with Aiton for years with was consistency, you know, bringing it every night to the game, like to the, to the court, what he did last year. And he especially did during the postseason. What if they want to see him do it again? and see if he can, can continue to get better on the offensive end of the floor so he can bring even more value. What if Sarver is the shield for the Suns here and James Jones, who, you know, I reported a story about the Suns earlier this year. Like my impression is, is that James Jones is making the choices here. So I'm just thinking to myself, what if this is part of it where they want to wait it out with Aiton and also retain him on that rookie contract with the qualifying next summer where they could make other types of decisions. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not saying this is happening, but I think it's worth, I think it's worth bringing this up rather than just saying Sarver's being cheap, which he could be, but I think this is an alternative uh, potential reality that is at least worth presenting. He wasn't his draft pick, so he doesn't have the same level of attachment. And I would be stunned if he didn't confer with Chris Paul and Devin Booker to get their thoughts on the matter. 
Yeah, me too. James Jones, especially CP with Chris Paul. Those two have known each other for 10 plus years. Do uh, you I, think I, that we should do this? What do you think about this? And if Chris Paul and Devin Booker said 100% absolutely don't mess around with this. Yeah, then I think I think they would do it because like he, it's not. I don't know. Like at first when the Bridges deal happened, like that's no surprise. Of course you want to sign Mikel Bridges. That was a good value hey, contract. Perfect one. Perfect one, Kevin. Cause I guarantee you, I bet you a dime to a donut. Chris Paul told them sign that kid. He loves Bridges. Yes. Loves him. And then, you know but, I mean? then, but then they pay Shamit as well. Yeah. And so you pay Bridges and Shamit. It's not like they're being cheap. <laughs> like they gave Shamit $43 million well, over four years. Which, it's a luxury you know, tax thing though. And the whole it, idea it is, is exactly. he doesn't, he do, that he ain't paying the luxury tax. And that may be so he has a track record of being cheap and, 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 and costing his team, great players in the past. So what's fair is fair. What's fair is fair. He ha- he does have that as it's not like people are casting aspersions on Robert Sarver that have no background. Absolutely. Which, which is, is why, thing. like, which is why that very well, it could be exactly what it seems like it is. But I do, like I said, I think it's worth presenting this thought that there's a possibility here that the Suns, like James Jones has been, you know, one of the better GMs since he got hired, right? With some of the decisions he's made, turning the team into what he has. And obviously Chris Paul wanting to go there helps, you know, like it's not all, you know, his own decisions. It's Chris Paul's, but ultimately like, I just wonder if that's part of it where they want to keep him on the rookie deal and see if he can prove it again because of those past concerns. We've seen plenty of guys in the past have one amazing season and then fall yep. back into well, old and habits. I told so, you, you know, I know, we'll I know you're betting on him. I just I think am. The, I I'm think bet, the ri- I'm betting on Aiden. I think the risk of him not signing a contract was too much. I mean, that's me. That's my opinion. I think that it's going to be very, very difficult to have higher stock this year simply because of the playoffs you had and the stage that you were on. There's a lot of really good teams in the West. You could catch a bad matchup. You could catch an injury, and all of a sudden, you're not on that big stage for three weeks where you're playing great and everybody thinks that you are something better than maybe what you are because you're playing in the most high leverage games and you're playing well in them. And so the other thing is the injury. It, it, you know, you, you catch an injury and he's a big guy. You could cost yourself $75 million in a blink. It has happened over and over again. And is someone who, I do. I. I. It's sad to me when the Isaiah Thomases happen and when the Demarcus Cousinses happen and even the Nerlens Noel deal happens. There's all manner of these. There's tons of these situations that have happened where guys have decided not to sign what was a guaranteed massive amount of money or that the payday was right on the horizon and then something happened and it cost them an absolute fortune. And so here's hope. Here's hoping it doesn't for the kid's sake. Cause yeah, it seems like I mean, a good dude. You're right. You're right for him. Like it could end up, you know, I, we don't know the exact number of what Phoenix was actually offering right now, but it could turn out like he could have made more by signing now. We don't know all the details, so we'll see how this plays out. But ultimately my, my gut is telling me that this is not just like Robert Sarver being cheap, that this is like the Suns playing it slow. Because I, I don't, I don't think they're stupid. I don't, and, and I, and I think with Aiton, I'd give it to him. But 
boy, I, I would uh, I, he would really have to get better to fully earn that deal. Kevin Herter, four years, $65 million. Herter struck me as the kind of guy that could be, you know, he could have the Duncan Robinson type deal where you look up and it's like, holy mackerel, Duncan Robinson's making $90 million bucks, And that if you played it out in restricted free agency, Kevin Herter just feels like the kind of guy that if he got to restricted free agency, some would sign him to a ludicrous offer sheet that you don't want to match. That's the kind of guy he feels like to me. And so I thought they got them. A, a, they got him on a reasonable deal. I like the deal. You know, yeah. what was it? 65 million, four years. He, he's a, he's a good player and he's a great fit next to Trey young in that backcourt. He can handle a little bit for you. Shoot threes. This Hawks team. I mean, we'll talk about, you know, and talk about them during our predictions later, but like they're deep dude. Like they're so oh, deep in every sure. position and herders are an important part of that. Him and Bogdanovich um, in that backcourt. Cause they're guys who can handle a little bit, but also play off ball. They have so many interchangeable pieces. Uh, I, I don't know. I like their team a lot. Milwaukee, two years, $20 million extension for Grayson Allen. Obviously, I was around Allen for the last couple of years. That's a really good deal for Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen can play for you. Like, end of story. And he can knock down shots. And he defends his position um, more ably than people would think. That's what I'd say. Um, he can still be targeted, but he's he's pretty athletic guy for sure. And he... Um, He's a gamer. He is. He's a gamer. I, I I was a big fan of Grayson Allen. I think Milwaukee fans are going to be also. And for ten million bucks, I mean that's that's nothing for a guy that can actually play for you. I mean, isn't it kind of funny? I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking about the name Grayson Allen. You think about when he came, the year he came out of the draft after everything you know that happened in college yep. with the tripping and the, yes. the perception that there was of him. If you heard he'd be making ten million dollars. Um, You'd be a little bit surprised. That's that probably point. true, but but that's because the way the cap has changed. That's nothing it's, now. It, it's really not. It's really not that much at all. Really, no. seriously. Even even with the Shamit deal, eleven million per is not that much for a good role player these days. I think I've told you this off the air before, but I, I don't think I've ever said it on air. No player in NBA history has been more different than what I thought they would be like than Grayson Allen personality wise. Yes. When I first, when I first met him, um, my perception of Grayson Allen versus what he was like, I, I, it's never happened before. Never, never. I, I, I was a hundred percent sure that Grayson Allen was a private school prick. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just knew it. I, I watched him play. I knew who he was, whatever. <laughs> I'm telling anybody out there, if you hung out and you were around Grayson Allen, you would like him. He, it's the weirdest thing. He is nothing like his on-court persona. And he's a competitor when he gets on the court. And then the stuff that's happened to him, the tripping and all this other stuff that happened in his past, he's, and some people have friends like this. The kid's just got a temper. He's got a temper that makes him fly off the handle. And he becomes this different guy. But it's only when he's playing, and it's only when he snaps. But I'm telling you, if you're just around him, you can't believe believe what he's like. He's got a great personality. Everybody, I promise you, there is not one person in Memphis that, like, dealt with that kid that would say anything 
other than high praise, including the teammates. They loved him. It's the damnedest thing. I'm telling you, it's the weirdest thing because I know it will follow him for the rest of his life. You know, that he's a, he's a dirty player. He's a jerk. He's a whatever. He's, he's a nice guy, like legitimately good dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Isn't he going to be a perfect fit for that Bucks team? Yes, Just they'll a love perf- him. Perfect, perfect role player for them. And he's certainly got an edge to him. There's no yeah, way around yeah, it. I mean, that's what you want. You, you want guys like with that edge that, that set that tone, bring the intensity on the court. I like him. Good, good player. Jaron Jackson Jr., four years, 105 million bucks. Pretty Obviously, good. I was thrilled by this because you just didn't know. At, and And one of the things you didn't know was after the Porter Jr. contract, that's when the conversation got a little bit different simply because of what Porter Jr. got. And if you were going to use the, yeah, but you missed so many times for injuries or you're a big injury risk, now all of a sudden that kind of gets punted on. And then it was interesting to watch how it played out because you had two ends. So let's say Porter's, I know it can escalate all the way up to an extreme amount, but let's just say like 100, 150 for sure, right? And then he had Wendell Carter, who another injury played guy who was shown real flashes of being a good player in the NBA. He got what, like 50 million? And so it's kind of in the middle of those two, which seems reasonable, right? Like, I mean, I thought it was a great deal they got on Carter, honestly. In Orlando, I thought that was very good. I think there's a great chance he could wildly outperform that. But if you, I could, I also see the point of him just taking that money too, though. You know, that's right. That's right. I see both sides. Well, and and the way the way Memphis structured this was the bigger money's up front. Therefore, it goes. His Jaron Jackson Jr.'s contract is going to go down as John Morant's inevitably skyrockets. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it gives them a little bit of wiggle room there, knowing, I mean, it's obviously the point. Is that, have, is, is that known? Like, has that been reported that it's a descending? Yes. That yes. is? Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, Bobby Marks put it out yesterday. Okay. So he's got a descending number. And then obviously the Morant, when he gets his extension is going to be enormous. And it kind of enables you to Boy, build the nice. core with that's those two really guys nice. in mind. Yeah. Right. I didn't know. I didn't see that part of it. I, I didn't know that it's a descending deal. I love those. I think those are. I think those are underutilized. Yep. So that's how that one played out. Uh, you had the Mikkel Bridges one, which you mentioned, four years, ninety million dollars. It's a starting caliber, very good small forward in the NBA. It's going right, going right, right. Um, Wendell Carter, we mentioned. I thought a very good deal. And then, of course, we had already covered Time Lord and some of the others. Uh, Daniel Gafford happened. with the Wizards. Oh, yeah. That one came in late last yeah, night. Yeah. Huh? Daniel, Daniel Gafford. I, I like that deal. He He's had a really good preseason. I mean, I know it's just preseason. It's just preseason. But he looks improved defensively. Uh, I mean, I think him as a lob threat, the interior finisher that he is, the importance his rim running provides to that offense. Bouncy. Factor in. Very bouncy. Factor in improved defense. That could end up looking like a bargain. It could. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. 
Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. It's money time, Mr. O'Connor. We've got to make our predictions for the upcoming year. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to break it into the top six, because those are the teams that are guaranteed playoff spots. The top six. Then we will list off our four teams that we have that are going to decide the play-in. And then, you know, obviously, if your team's not listed in those, you're going to be on the outside looking in. I found that once I got past six in each of the conferences, I found it very difficult. But I did not find it all that difficult to get to six. To get to five, I found easy. The sixth, the sixth one is where I'm like, eh, there's a lot of teams All it right. could be. So yeah. let's see where we're different. And I'm going to guess that we're not going to be different. We're both going to have these four teams in the Eastern Conference. Tell me if I'm right. Okay. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Miami, Brooklyn, Philly. Yes. Okay. So we're both, we both got those four teams. So now it really comes down to these other two teams. And I have Atlanta and New York. I have Atlanta and Chicago. Atlanta and Chicago. Yep. I will tell you, I am stunned. I thought for certain that you were going to have Boston in this. It's tough, dude. I mean, I, I like wow. the way the I like the Bulls really looked in preseason. I, I thought they looked, you know, further ahead on offensively than I could have expected them to. And I mean, defensively, they're going to have some challenges throughout the year, but you know. Ball looks more like the guy we saw in LA. Caruso was excellent. This they like are a, going to love him. Yeah, absolutely. Caruso. This, oh, oh, he looks great. I mean, th- this is this is a team that I thought uh, one of my concerns offensively was how's the movement going to be on ball and off ball, and like the movement looked really good. You had guys screening for each other. You guys had there's people cutting. It wasn't just taking turns. And we'll see how this develops over the course of the season. But I saw enough from the Bulls for me to say I'm going to put them in this top six in a guaranteed playoff spot. With all that said, though, Chris, like this bubble, you have the Knicks there. Like there's a big argument to be made for them too. There's an argument to be made for the Celtics. Indiana's got a solid team. What if the Wizards, you know, and Bradley Beal have another big year? Like there's a number of teams here that could go into the sixth spot, but ultimately like Chicago has so much freaking firepower. And I think they can be good enough defensively that they get the edge from me. So I watched them on Friday night. And the thing I would say is it was the last preseason game. So it was a real tune up. So players played more than you would normally think. Um, Three things. Stunned at how well it would work um, as quickly as it did. It it looked good. It yeah. looked good with good Levine chemistry. and Lonzo. And really it did. good chemistry. Yeah. It did. I mean, and it's, it's hard to throw together. You got to remember, you know, uh, Levine's taking the last shot on his team, and Vucevic was taking the most shots on his team, and DeRozan's the guy that's taking the last shot on his team. And when you throw all those guys together, usage rate wise, and then say, all right, now, play as a team, there's always going to be some growing pains, and inevitably there will be, but just watching it in the preseason, it worked better than I thought it would. The second thing was they will love Caruso, and he will be a significant player for them. 
And then the third one, which is a minor one, he didn't play very much. He only played about six minutes. But in those six minutes, I'm like, damn, this dude is fun. Io Desunmu, the rookie oh, yeah. they have. Oh, he is fun. He can defend. Holy moly. And the other thing that stood out to me was Stacey King calling the game. And for about the entire fourth quarter, he did the Bane voice because Desmond Bane was playing for the Grizzlies. So he was like, uh, you know, um, that's funny. Uh, you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. You know, whatever, right. He was doing the Bane stuff the whole time. Anyway. Yeah, that Dasunmu was fun, yeah, man. He, he's a Whoa. really fun player. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I think, you know, the Bulls, I have them like in the sixth slot. But it it wouldn't shock me one bit if they end up being a top four seed. They seem like they they have a lot of qualities of a of a great regular season team, and also like DeRozan shooting some threes now. I, I'm like, there's no saying like a player that's around thirty can't get better. You, you just can't. They got a lot you can't of talent, say guys man. will stop getting better. They have a ton of talent, dude. And then, you factor, and then you factor in somebody like Patrick Williams, who I'm a huge fan of, and I, you know we've talked about him. He's not going to have a huge offensive role, but I think he's he's a good glue guy at his at this, his stage of his development, and he can grow into becoming one of the guys. I I, I really like this Bulls team. So the man. only difference we have is between the Knicks and the, and the and the yeah. Bulls, and, and the and the Knicks are a really great te- young team too. And so I'm, you're, you're, I don't, I don't mind. I, I, do, I do, I would not fight you on this because totally. I, I'm betting on what I saw last year and that I think Tibbs is going to win a bunch of games in the regular season again. Totally fair. And you are banking on what this Bulls could be if it comes together um, in the way that it, it appeared it could, at least in, in the minor amount of preseason that we saw of them. Um, I don't have a problem with that because in my last, in the four, that I have, which I'll assume you have the Knicks. I've got Chicago. Plan. Okay, yep, so that's our I, I only do, I flip. I do the Knicks. All right. And then I've got Indiana, Boston, Washington. Yep, same. Same. Um, I mean, I think of the five that we don't have in there. Magic, no. Pistons, no. You could Charlotte's say, the one. Charlotte, Toronto, Cleveland are the three you could make some type of argument for. But I, I just can't. I can't make it over. When, when you look at the best player in each team, I can't make it over Bradley Beal and the Wizards. And the Wizards have a ton of depth. Spencer Dinwiddie is a better fit in that backcourt. Um, you know, you got like a lot of quality role players. You have a lot of quality young players. Pacers, you would hope they can stay healthy. Sabonis has gotten better again. Another one of those guys every single season of his career. It seems fair to project further improvement. Miles and they Turner, were good. Brogdon, yeah, they, and they were, were good, good until, year. no, well, I they mean, were. they were okay last year. But they all hated their coach, and that whole season was a debacle, right? So they've always been good prior to that. And I think Rick Carlisle's an outstanding coach, so I think he's going to coach them to wins. Hopefully they like Carlisle more than uh, the Mavs did. There's no question. We'll um, see. We shall I see. Say, I say Washington. Washington was, I mean, it's really Washington, Charlotte, Toronto. No, those are three you're debating. You know, and that's I came up with Washington for the same reasons you did. So we have the exact same 10 teams. And the only difference we have is that I've got New York in the top six and you've got Chicago in the top six. Yep. I am stunned. Yeah, I really am. I figured one of us would would, would have a little difference. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think you can make the argument for some of those teams in the bubble. Toronto, like, you know, with the all, the mixture of veterans and length and versatility they have. But like I said, I'm I'm leaning towards the teams with the best guy. Here and, and comes the differences then. The West. All right. Number one, 
the one seed, I've got Memphis. So, <laughs> no. Here's what I've got. Here's, here's, here's the top six. Is the, are the Jazz in your top six? Uh, are, are, the, are the Warriors in your top six? They were my last debate. Okay. All right. We'll wait on that. Lakers so I, in your top six? Yeah. I think we're going to have the same top five. Okay. Well, no, we may not. I, all right. We'll have four for sure. Okay. Lakers, right. U, Lakers, Utah, Phoenix, Denver, right? Yep. I have those four in my top six, in my top five, actually. Yeah. My other two are Portland, Golden State. I have my other two as the Warriors. And we recorded a uh, bold predictions thing, which will air on the Ringer's YouTube channel and other places today during the Ringer NBA preview Palooza, in which I made the argument for the Clippers as a, as a top six seat. It's a so terrible I, pick. It's a terrible <laughs> pick. It's a terrible pick. You know, wait till you text me a week into the season. You're like, I can't believe I bet on Reggie Jackson and a Morris twin. Uh, <laughs> they fooled me. They fooled me with small ball against Utah. Now they got to play 82 games of this crap. All right. So, well, I mean, I, I got them slotted in there because I have to stick with my bold prediction. I don't feel right. especially great about it, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. But I'm putting them in there. Look, I did your whole. All right. In the end, I'm going to take the best players. And so that's why I've got Dame and I've got Curry as those last two. Right. That's it's a it's a bank on do them. You, do you really expect the Blazers to make it over? Yes. Dallas. A full season of McCollum healthy and hopefully Nurkic healthy. I mean, yeah, their, their, defense are, their defense is going to be horrific, Chris. It's going to be bad. Their starting lineups numbers have always been good. Of Kevin. course. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been a matter of the bench, and I do think they've improved that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they added Larry Nance. Of course they That's improved right. it. Yeah, Larry Nance is a good player. I think that... Uh, yeah, I think Portland's going to be really good. I mean, Dame's, Dame's hey, look, when you got a player that's going to be an MVP conversation every year that he's at his peak, come on. I mean, that's my opinion. So, and they're so, gonna, so you have the Blazers as your top five then, and you have the Warriors well, sixth. I don't really have a number okay. attached to these uh, teams. I that's, just, that's, I mean, like, these are so close. It's like 48 wins, 47 wins, 51. It's like, uh, it's it's so close. It's hard to put the order together of these. But I, I don't know. This, this last four... I will tell you this: nine and ten was a huge struggle because oh, I have this is da- tough. I have Dallas and Memphis. Yep, I had me those. Yep. Okay, and then the other two, I ended up with the I ended up with the the Clips and Sack. Okay, so I have the Blazers and the T Wolves. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I just, my, my, my gut. Like, this I don't isn't, hate it. I don't this, hate yeah, it. This isn't based in logic or anything as much as just my gut tells me this is the year the Wolves get into the plan. I don't are hate gonna, it. Are they, they going to get a top eight seed after the plan? I have no freaking idea. It's one game. But top 10, I don't know. I look at their roster. They have a lot of depth. Um, I don't hate D, it. D-Lo, D- 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 like, say what you want about him and his intensity and his defense. He looked like a determined guy in preseason to me compared to years past, at least. Beverly could help him too. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I, I like their pieces. So I'm, I'm putting Minnesota. No, and as I a, like as a ten. I, obviously, uh Edwards had an outstanding rookie season. I've always liked Malik Beasley. I mean, they got players. They're players, and, and their coach made them look radically different last year. I 
I certainly don't hate that. I mean, I, I went with the clip simply because of the Paul George thing, and it was like, all right, who else do I, who else has the best player, uh, you know, of the players remaining? And that's kind of how I landed on them It as a, you know, maybe if Kawhi comes back for some games and, Sure. You know, they I mean, they I still mean, have talent, right? They were, We just saw them in the playoffs. They were in the playoffs last year, and they played well without Kawhi Leonard. So totally. I got to give them the benefit of the doubt until they don't. On the other side, it was trying to pick who's going to do it that hasn't done it before if I'm, if I'm going to have the Clippers in there. And it really comes down to, what, sacking Minnesota, I think, in your argument, because the other ones, I, I, I can't make an, a legitimate argument. It's not the Thunder. You no, know, it's not the, Houston. It's not Houston. New Orleans is missing Zion to start right. the year. Who knows how that's going to develop over the course of the season. So it's, you know, San Antonio, they're going to be competitive. They always are, sure. but they're, they're a very young team, a very young roster. And, and with the, the Kings, I like the Kings in there too. They have a good team as well. I just gave the slight edge to the T-Wolves and the Blazers. Well, and the Spurs also moved off of DeRozan and people can crap on DeRozan all they want, but when he's your... He's your guy. Oh, yeah, good player. You know I, mean? I mean, no, I mean, he's the guy on that team that won 30-something games last year. And so, yes, they will have to do it as a collective, but they are a very young team right now. And and I'm a huge Fox fan, huge Fox fan. Um, you know, hopefully they can get the Marvin Bagley, that you know, at least the semblance of what they drafted a couple of years ago. I loved the draft pick in Mitchell. Got a good second year guy in Halliburton. I mean, they got some players, and they also have some assets in case they want to move stuff around. They've got assets that could net them a real star. Like, they really could. I mean, in between, you know, people people don't mind having Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is a good player. and But if you wanted to move him, or you wanted to move Heald, or you wanted to move Bagley, or you want, you know, you got some stuff you could move uh, asset wise, if if somebody becomes disgruntled or somebody becomes available, and so that's kind of the reason that I landed on them. Um, okay, so really, we're just the only difference is uh, well, I take that back. I've got sack clips, and you've got uh, you've got T wolves, and then do you have any other? T- I guess we have the same teams. The same only difference, I, I just had the Clippers sixth. Okay, so the only difference yeah. is Sack and T Wolves. Yep, that's it. Oh wow! Yeah, we have the same teams in the East, and in the West, we're only one team off. Yep. Wow. All right. I had a little blowback on the Charlotte thing, and yet you don't have them any higher than eleventh, right? Yeah. I mean, no. It's hard to find a place it, for them. It's it's the the league is loaded with good teams right okay. now. You know, right, it's so, not it's not loaded with title contenders, but it's loaded with good teams, competitive teams. Let's speak on title contenders because we'll just fast forward to our NBA finals. All right. That's it. Who do you got, Chris? What's your finals prediction? This, I would bet my life, we do not have the same finals. Okay. So we've had the same of all, all right. this stuff. Okay. We're barely off in some right. of these. I've got Lakers heat. Lakers heat. Yeah, we don't have the same. <laughs> I, 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 I have Nets Warriors. Wow. Yeah. KD versus the Warriors. Yeah. Nets Warriors. Wow. Okay. 
So I'll explain <laughs> mine and then you can explain yours. Okay. All right. Wow. Heat Lakers. I like it. LeBron versus Miami. Here's my, it's a rematch of the bubble. Yeah, it's pretty good. Here's my explanation on this. My explanation on this is that I am going to stand by my belief that you can have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, me, you, and Sasha and have a chance at the NBA title. (laughs) And so now, if you're going to add in Westbrook and you're going to add in the role players that they've added in the offseason, I think that if it's just a health thing, I see no circumstance in which that team is not in the NBA Finals if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy. I I, I believe that wholeheartedly, that these are two of the whatever handful of best players ever when they are healthy and at peak of powers. Davis should theoretically be in his prime while LeBron is still is past his prime. He's still one of the best five guys in the whole league. So you got two of the top 10 players in the NBA on your team. They've got more reps together, and it's not like they're just surrounded by a bunch of dudes. I thought two years ago they were just surrounded by a bunch of dudes, and they still won the damn thing. And so now (laughs) you're adding another Hall of Famer, and you're adding these other veterans and role players. I do think at the end, the shooting thing will come back to bite them. It will nip them in the bud that Bam Adebayo can guard Anthony Davis some, that Jimmy Butler can guard a wing, and you've got Kyle Lowry now. And while people could talk about Kyle Lowry, oh, well, Kyle Lowry's old, like, did anybody have a TV on during the finals? Chris Paul was in the draft like 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> when are we, like, why can Kyle Lowry still not be good? And Kyle Lowry has, I've watched him deliver in the finals, and I've watched Jimmy Butler deliver in the finals. And so, but they've never been, but they hadn't been on the same team. I think that when you're throwing out there their shooting, their toughness, I think Miami's going to be able to get there. And that if the Lakers' Achilles heel shows up, that it's a team like that that would be equipped to expose it. And so uh, that's what I've ended up with. That's why. That's how I ended up with Lakers' heat. I think that's a good explanation. I have one thing I'd be curious about is getting through the Eastern conference with Miami. Do you feel like that they do have the pieces to get past the bucks needing to stop Giannis? getting past the nets, you know, with Kevin Durant and James Harden and possibly Kyrie. I mean, there's still a chance he comes back. Uh, I just, I can't pick the heat over that nets firepower. And I think the bucks, the bucks have weirdly been a little bit overlooked as a team that could, the repeat. nets is a, the nets is a health and Kyrie yeah. hedge, like I again, think that's fair. if that's I'm fair. making if I'm making a pick, I freely admit if they're all there, nobody's beating them. Yeah, but I think if I'm making a pick, do I trust that they're all going to be there and available and healthy during you know for the NBA playoffs and then possibly the finals? I don't. I don't. I I, I mean I think with me it's similar logic. Uh, in the West. I mean, like the Nets, I'm picking them to go to the finals. I'm picking them to win it with the Warriors. I have them going to the finals. Cause I think with this team, we forget sometimes how amazing they were without Kevin Durant, you know, um, <laughs> and clay Thompson coming back. He still needs to prove he can stay healthy. Still can, needs to prove he can be 
close to the same level defender he was prior to his unfortunate injuries. But I think Draymond Green, Logan Murdoch wrote a great profile of him on Monday on the ringer. And Draymond freely admitted, like when the Warriors were bad a couple of years ago, he lost interest, wasn't trying. Well, last season, Draymond was back trying. He was one of the best defenders in all of basketball, not to skip ahead here, but he's going to be my pick for defensive player of the year. So I think this Warriors team, they're going to be a dominant defensive team again. Factor in Steph Curry with a better supporting cast this season than he's had recently. You factor in Clay Thompson coming back. Factor in Jordan Poole making a serious freaking leap, dude. But it's happening. Like Jordan Poole looks legit um, coming off that bench for them. And when you project ahead, like you said, you're kind of hedging against the Nets with health. I'm kind of hedging towards the Warriors because of their flexibility to make moves. They could indeed keep all their young guys, Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody, their future picks. But if an opportunity comes to trade for a really good veteran player or a star player, they are well positioned to be the team to land that player and further bolster their roster today because of the amount of young players that they have and their future flexibility with picks. So, I'm leaning towards the Warriors making the finals, and it wouldn't shock me one bit if they actually won the whole thing again. All right. Uh, and again, that's uh, so yours is more risk reward. Yeah, I think yeah, I, just think, go- I think I think Golden State's upside is is insane. I do. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You, you both of those teams that you totally, are yeah. you are picking. I'm picking is, the highest upside teams. Yes. If, if it comes together, I'm just banking that it doesn't. Yeah, which is totally fair. And like, also I'm I'm picking against like other great Western conference teams. Like I'm picking against the Lakers who, I mean, like, like, like you said, you have LeBron and AD that can oftentimes just be enough. (laughs) (laughs) And then like the Westbrook, you get the best version of Russell Westbrook. I mean, it it could be a wrap. It could be a wrap. It really could be. Oh my God. Could you imagine the frothing at the mouth? That Westbrook would be doing for a Lakers Warrior series, oh, him boy. trying to go at Steph Curry's neck. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be you know fantastic I mean? because he's everybody's most hated and 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 ridiculed, and Steph is everybody's most beloved. Yeah, and he would have <laughs> the ultimate like, I'm nobody wants me to beat this guy, but I'm going to prove to everybody that I you know whether he do it or not. He would be chasing that dude around <laughs> everywhere. There's going to be some really great playoff series. I mean, just yes. like this, on paper, these teams, the players, it, it could be an unbelievable season. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Awards was impossible for me. 
Yeah, so no kidding, dude. Okay. Well, I, and I'll say, I'll say, I'll say it's right. So, it's so tough. Like a guy could miss a week, and that could kill his chances. I said right off the bat uh, that, or we, we talked a few minutes ago about how we did this bold prediction show. One of my bold predictions was that Giannis. Now he he had this amazing statistical season last year. Nobody cared. He was like fourth in MVP voting. It's not like his numbers were way down from when they had given him the MVP before, but it was just old hat. He had gotten to, he didn't prove it in the playoffs. So we're not giving it to him again. After the 50 point game to end the NBA finals, winning the MVP, winning the title. I think Giannis uh, gets the slam and it'll be all-star game MVP finals, MVP, and then a regular season MVP. And he becomes you're in a different class when you win three MVPs and a really different class when you win three out of four years. And I think that uh, after the one year of, you know, kind of poking holes in Giannis, people will be back to loving Giannis again. He'll put up another crazy statistical season and uh, and he'll win another MVP. Yeah, I, I picked Giannis as well in, in our bold predictions podcast Uh I'm sticking with that here, but ultimately, dude, like there's so many legit MVP candidates. There's so many. Like I just argued for the Warriors to win the finals. If the Warriors are a top four seed, Steph Curry sure as hell is going to get a heck of a lot of votes, right? Absolutely. Um, If the Nets are a top one or two seed and Kyrie doesn't play the whole season, Kevin Durant or James Harden are going to get a lot of votes. I I just would pick against that because those both of them will get votes and it'll hurt the argument for one of them. You know, if he stays healthy and it clearly knocked his chances last year, if he stays healthy and Philly's really good without Simmons and if they're really good without Simmons, he'll win it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you've got the whole, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost a middle finger to Simmons too, which uh, I know many of the media would like to give at this point. The, the, The one thing I don't understand is all these, you know, casinos having Luca as the favorite. I think Luca's a, a definitely a contender for it, but the favorite. I think they're uh, overrating media love. You think so? Yes. Hmm. It's a, look. These awards are always about who gets the best case presented for them. There's a lot of groupthink that goes on. Oh, hundred percent, there is. Right, and so yeah. it's kind of like, okay, what is everybody saying? What is everybody doing? How is everybody voting? And then there becomes this peer pressure in order to vote the same way. You don't have vote dispersion uh, all over the map. Very rarely will you see somebody that, in fact, it's not going to happen where somebody unexpected gets a lot of MVP votes. We know by the time, you know, it's done, who's going to win it. How about, um, what's, is there an argument for Jokic this year to go back to back? He's been unbelievable. Absolutely. He, there he's is. gotten better. I, I think, I think, if Denver without Jamal Murray for most of the season, if they get a top three seed, you could argue for him. There's a lot of guys. You dude. could, you could, but what I would love to have is like, I, I would love to have a year like we had with the Westbrook Harden year where there is a split vote and there is a real argument that's taking place. Yeah. I, I'd like that too. I like those seasons. Right? I don't, I don't like consensus. That's a lot years, more so. fun. I want debate. I want Jokic. I want, you know. Jokic. Well, like you know, you know, my buddy Tim Bontemps always does that straw poll. And at one point in the season last year, there was a percentage on Jokic, a percentage on Embiid, and a percentage on LeBron. And it looked like we were going to have a great race. And then LeBron got hurt, and Embiid got hurt, 
and Jokic ran away Jokic with ran it. ran away with it, yeah. There could have been, if they all stayed healthy, that would have been an amazing I agree. That, that MVP debate. Oh, my definitely. God. If you're arguing LeBron, Jokic, and Embiid, that would have been a great debate. It, it would have been a split vote, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, all right. Which, are, which it could be for all of these other awards. Yeah, okay. So we're both on Giannis. Rookie of the year. I, I think that there's going to be one of these guys on a rat team that puts up like really big numbers. I don't think we've had a rookie average over 20 a game since Blake did it. And that's a long time ago. So I think one of these guys is going to average over 20 a game and they'll just give it to the numbers. Um, and so I guess I'll say green because I think he'll probably average the most points. Jalen green. Somebody's got to score for that friggin' Houston team. It'll be him and Kevin Porter and Christian Wood, right? I mean, most nights you're going to have over a hundred points. How the hell are they getting to a hundred? If Jalen green doesn't score 20. So I'll say Jalen green and he wants the award so bad. He already started talking about it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, again, to reference our bold predictions thing, I, I made the argument that I think this will be the year. Nobody in the top three, um, wins rookie of the year. And that's partially because Cade Cunningham starting the year with an ankle injury. Um, but I also think you like, I argue on that. You look at the recent winners. A lot of them were on competitive teams. That's right. And so I, I'm leaning Scotty Barnes here. I, I ah. think he's, I, I, I think he's going to get the, the nerd vote with his defense. I think he's gonna rack up also, a lot of assists on that team. Fill, he's gonna fill and, up the yeah, whole stat line. Yeah, I think I think the Raptors are gonna be like on that play in bubble where they might actually get in. Um, so I think Scotty Barnes is gonna be my guy that gets that vote. But I, I you know, whether it's Jalen Suggs at five or even like a Davion Mitchell, let's say if the Kings were to make the playoffs, like you argued, Chris, I think there's gonna be a number of rookies that there can be an argument to be made for them. I um, also, in, the, in the end, it could be easy, and it's just Cade or Jalen. I said Jalen, but I like your Scotty Barnes one, and here's why. When teams make a very bold move that people did not expect, and that was a bold move that people did not expect, many times they want to make sure that they prove themselves correct. You know what I'm saying? And with proving themselves correct, that means Scotty Barnes will get every opportunity to prove himself and that they want they obviously believed in the kid, but also it was shocking that they took him where they did. And so they are invested in the fact that, yes, long term, you want it to work out. You're not as worried in the short term, but even in the short term, you want it to look like you made the right decision. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes. And if Scotty Barnes plays a lot of minutes, guess what Scotty Barnes is going to do? Put up a lot of stats. <laughs> Because that's he, he he's never gonna be on a floor where he doesn't put up numbers. Like he does everything. Yeah. But it might be like the Halliburton thing where the numbers are all there, but they're not big. But I could see the analytics community. Yeah, same thing. I don't I don't hate I don't hate that pick. I, I mean, we'll we'll see. It could end up looking silly once Pascal Siakam comes back and Scotty Barnes' role is diminished. It's possible. I thought you'd um, have Shingoon. Nah, not Shengun. Shengun will be make an all rookie team though. I don't know. Like, I'll be honest with you, Chris. With the rookie of the year vote, I just don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. either. I, I don't know. There's there's like so it. many different directions you could go. So many like there's a lot of rookies, a lot of rookies, and I think Davion Mitchell with the opportunity he'll get with Sacramento is like the sleeper that I'm very intrigued by okay. for that award. All right, so I've got Jalen Green. You've got Scotty Barnes. Uh, six man of the year. I had Derrick Rose. That's why I, I like um, it. 
I yeah. like it. Thought he could have won it last year. I have him as well. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, it just seems like right. the the, there it goes. the lo the logical prediction. Veteran player on a really good team. Seems seems logical. Coach of the year, I've got Spolstra. Spolstra. People, yeah, people love Spolstra, and I think the record's gonna be great. Guess what, Chris? <laughs> Same guy. Damn it! <laughs> 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 he hasn't won it in a while. Everybody yeah, loves exa him. Exactly. exactly. Everybody, everybody loves him. He's been around. Exactly. Their record's going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. They'll know? be like, yeah, top four or five seed. He's right. good again, you know. Okay. And so let's just go. I'm going to go all in on Miami. Defensive player of the year. Bam out of Bayo. Okay. I, I, like I said earlier, I have Draymond for that. Okay. All right. Bam out of Draymond Bayo. I, I think Draymond's going to have a ridiculous season. All right, and then uh, if we want to, do you want to do most improved? Obviously, yeah, I, I've got Jaron Jackson Jr. I, I have Michael Porter Jr. I, 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 I think, what it improve? He was already awesome. That's well, not I fair. Mean, I don't know. Maybe he's going to be super awesome. Yeah, maybe he'll go to twenty-five plus points per game. Twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other, you know, predictions this year, Chris? I know we, we did agree too we much. Agreed too much. I, 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 I'm actually kind of shocked how much we agree. This isn't the mismatch anymore. I don't know what the hell this show yeah, is. We're, 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 yeah, we it's the match. It's the friggin' match. Yeah. That's what it is. T today, the today match. was the match. It's two It's two schmoes that agree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually i'm actually like you you just rattled off all these names you're like spolstra coach of the year oh, me me too damn it Giannis mvp oh, oh me too i gotta change all these <laughs> gotta change all my picks the only thing we really had different i mean we didn't have much different at all really we didn't. see it the same way you know i wonder i wonder how much consensus there will be uh Tons. With le with lots of predictions here, like not just with us, but like in general, I feel like with the ten teams, like there's one difference you could have, maybe one or two, but it's not like a dramatic, you All know, right. you know difference with standings. Team, if there's a team that everybody thinks is gonna suck but doesn't, Raptors. I mean, I'm already on that. That I'm on, uh, that's that's my team right Does here. Everybody this year. think they're gonna suck, though. Come on, a lot, they of, don't think lot, they're gonna lot suck. of people. A lot of people think they're gonna suck. Suck. Yeah. A lot of people think they'll suck. I think Cleveland. That's mine. How about the Pelicans without Zion? Is there an argument for them? Like Trey Murphy, you know, there rookie, is, looking really yeah, good. You know what? There is Brandon an argument. Ingram stepping up. Like there's an argument with the Pelicans. Yeah, it's a dumb one, uh, but there is one. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about how about the inverse? Is there a team that's that everybody projects to make the playoffs that ends up sucking? Like which team would that be, besides the Blazers? Oh, look, you're one injury away from being horrendous in Philly. Oh yeah, if Embiid goes down, if this plays out, if it plays out and like we this extends, then there's no deal for Ben Simmons. Obviously, if look if Embiid went down, which that's not uncommon, wouldn't you think that you'd see a Simmons deal rather quickly? Yeah. I mean, that would be the thing that would force the hand. Yeah. Quickly. But that's that's one of those that, I mean, that's tough. Mm. If they lost him, I think they, like, they might be the most fragile right now just because of the Simmons conundrum. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, totally. I, I mean, clear. Oh, well, look, look, there's a lot of these teams. If, if Portland doesn't have Dame, if Curry goes down for Golden State, I mean, there's a lot of them that could end up bad quickly 
But who are the title contenders? Milwaukee, Brooklyn, hundred percent. Miami, hundred percent. Philly, Philly, yes. Is Atlanta? As long as you have Embiid, no, not to no, me. How, is Chicago, not to me. New York, Boston. No, I, I, I foresee no circumstance where those one of those four teams that you named, which would be Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, and Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then, then in the West, Utah. No, I'd have them as a title contender. Golden State, I do. Obviously, how about you? If they got everybody back, for sure. Okay, Lakers, of course, hundred percent. For the Suns, again? Yes, yes. Okay. Nuggets? Yes. Okay, so we have five teams in the West that are title contenders, four teams in the East, so nine total. You wouldn't put anybody else from the West. What about the Clippers if they got Kawhi back in April? If they got Kawhi back? If they got Kawhi back, So we have nine locked in. There's no others you would pick in the West. No, no Portland, Memphis, none of them. I mean that like that I actually think could Dallas, win like is the there title. a difference win there, the championship Yeah there's a difference between do I think they could get to a West Finals or and a win it. NBA yeah. title or win the whole yes. thing Yes no you did not okay. there's nobody that you so nine total plus the Clippers if they get Kawhi. I mean, back look, there's a lot of those players. The there's a lot of those players I love, right? Totally. Obviously, I love Luca, I love Morant, I love Trey, I love all, but like those teams aren't good enough to win the title, in my opinion. They're not title teams. We need, a, we need a lot to break right. Yeah, a and lot, it's, and it's usually veteran teams that win the title. Yeah, you know I mean, so we got nine. I think that's that's appropriate. Yeah, it's a lot better than it used to be. It used to be yeah. about two. No kidding. <laughs> the, the, league, could, the league's in a good spot. It like, that's is. Why, that's it's why a I lot of parity. Talk, talk through that. It's a lot yeah. of teams that could win the whole freaking thing. Yes. Oh well, it's a lot of great players. Yeah, a lot of great players, right? Yep. When you're talking about that's why you say if they have Kawhi back. Look, if you've got Kawhi, if you've got Curry, if you've got Giannis, if you've got Durant, if you've got LeBron. You've got, uh, you know, and you could just as the list goes on, you know, it's really can this guy be the best player on the title team? And does he have enough with him? Right. And there are a lot of young players that you could foresee in the future. Luca, Trey, Morant, Zion, whoever you want to name that you could say, yes, I could see that guy being the best player on a team that wins the title. But none of those guys have the supporting cast to win the title this year around them, in my opinion. Uh, we have some news. The Sixers have suspended Ben Simmons for one game due to <laughs> conduct to the conduct detrimental to the team. A way to get their money. <laughs> yeah. It's a way to get their money. I got a, a source texted me this morning saying Simmons won't be on the flight to New Orleans this year for the opener with the Sixers. We do not know why exactly yet, but he was suspended for one game for conduct detrimental to the uh, team. This is a mess. So he showed up. He did the Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. I think that might have been it. Yeah. And they said, you know what? Screw you. You don't get to just be here. We're going to find you while you're here for doing nothing. If you want to do this, if you want to say, I get my money if I'm there, I'm just here so I won't get fined. They figured out a way to still find him. Oh, what a mess this is. Very interesting. This I is mean, a mess. Uh, I, th I think more more of this, because he talks later today, supposedly. Uh, he's supposed to do media. Oh, um, right. So, yeah. supposed to. We'll see what that actually happens. There's no but, way that doesn't get canceled. 
We'll see. I mean, so like there's going to be, by the time you hear this recording, there probably will be more Ben Simmons stuff out there. Oh, just what everybody wants. You know what? A lot of people have said, you know what? You guys haven't talked enough about Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and the vaccine. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, con- it's just const- constant messages. Can you guys please talk more about that? Please talk more about vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll that's, just, uh, that's our mentions, Chris. Please that's, talk more about it. That's going to do it for today's show. Uh, everybody enjoy this upcoming NBA season. Thank Ooh, you to our executive. Thank you to our executive producer, Sasha Eshal, as always. And we will talk to you on Friday. Everybody enjoy this NBA season. This is going to be a good one.